Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Social CEO podcast. I'm Kylie Ward, and I'm excited to be joined today by the co-founder of the fastest growing networking company for female entrepreneurs in the world, Mums in Business Association, otherwise known as Bimba. Welcome, Leona Burton. Thank you so much. That sounds so exciting when somebody else says it. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited to have you here. You're actually my very first guest on the podcast. So that's pretty huge. Um, So for those that don't know about MIBA, MIBA is an organization that's actually global and it gets together a bunch of women in business, not just mums, but they are child-friendly networking events that are held all over the globe every single month. I'm privileged to actually be the coordinator for my local area here in Moreton Bay in Queensland. Um, And Leona is the co-founder of the entire organisation along with her sister Estelle. So Leona, you guys have had an incredible journey over the last two years. You've built a community online of over 50,000 members in under two years, totally organically on Facebook. And not only that, you've got over, I believe, over 100 coordinators globally hosting your in-person monthly events. Is that correct? So we have um, a following of over 200,000. Oh, wow. Um, so in the main group, we have almost 53,000. Um, and then our social media following is over 200,000. And we have grown that organically. And we have um, about 225 coordinators around the world. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. It, yeah, it, so I was a little bit off, but, I mean, that's the thing. The scope is just, it's growing all the time. You guys are just... I can't keep up. So I have, like, a In fact, I was trying to make graphics the other day because sometimes I just like to do something to switch my brain off. So I was trying to make graphics for the countries that we're in. And I was, I sent over nine countries and Vicky, our head coordinator, was like, no, Leonard, you've missed this place and this place and this place. <laughs> Oh, right. I don't expect you to know our numbers because I don't usually know them most of the time, so that's fine. Well, the main thing is the numbers are incredibly impressive and the part that I love is the fact that you guys have done it completely organically because as a social media and online marketing coach myself, one of the things that I come across a lot with my clients is that they're very worried about oh I don't know anything about Facebook ads and I'm so worried about how much money I need to invest and I can't get any growth unless I do ads and I'm like no 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 hold up like I'm so here for the fact that we don't need to put money into ads we can it's all about building community and connection and we can do all of that without Facebook ads and that's exactly what you guys have done like one of the things I love um, sharing with my community um, of my member community here in Queensland is that you guys have literally gone from food bank to Forbes in such a short space of time and you've done it just by getting out there and making connections and building community. Um, could you share with us a little bit about how that journey has gone from beginning to where you are now, how you guys have approached it and how it's all come about? At the very beginning, I had had um, several businesses um, throughout the years. I spent seven years in television as an actress. Um, I started off just doing background work and, you know, kind of built up a a career within television. And I had dotted in and out of business. I had, um, I have an autistic son. So I 
was really faced with the challenges of being a mom and a business owner and trying to build a career and as well as kind of being at all of his appointments which were pretty mm-hmm. much daily and so I struggled so much for so many years with so many different things that came along with being a business owner which were you know judgment and frustration and you know people not understanding what I was about or kind of looking at me like I've got two heads and (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah I can relate to all of that (laughs) I thought it was just me like honestly I thought maybe it's just me maybe I'm just a weird breed mate I am a bit I get it you know it takes it's not you know we're not all the same and that's absolutely fine and entrepreneurship's Um, not for everyone either like we do have to be a special person to do it yeah and I think you know either you are or you're not and that's absolutely okay it's okay to be who you are um and so when my sister started so she was um always employed and she split up with her um, her son's dad and it became apparent very quickly that she obviously couldn't you know work in the way she used to work so she decided to go back to college and retrain as a photographer and she set up her own business and in that process I kind of really guided her through that process because obviously she'd never been self-employed and to go from you know employment to being self-employed is very very different yeah it's a very and, good jump, yeah. and and what we realized is that there were if we felt the way we felt, there were going to be other women that felt the way we felt. Kind of lonely and not really, nobody was really talking about the frustrations. You know, you looked on social media and everyone was like, business is great. Everybody's <laughs> so happy. We're growing a business on a beach. Like, it was just exactly. nonsense, I won't swear. But it was <laughs> and, and, and so what we, so that's how we set up the Facebook group. So the Facebook group is 30 months old. Um, and by month four, we had 12,000 members and we were like, yeah, maybe there's more people than us that feel like this. And so we kind of just, it is really evolved and we set up our first networking event, still run it in Leicester. Then I, I ran one near me and people were asking for them in Sydney and Barbados and Canada mm-hmm. and here. And, and we were like, well, we can't fly because, you know. We were both running our own businesses, got our own children, our families and stuff. And that's really how the network, um, the network, yes, the networking events were born. And now we have, I mean, we have probably 250 events a month, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. At this point of recording, I don't even know when this is going to actually grow all the time. But <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see it develop and it's amazing to see it evolve. And we're having to evolve in this process because, you know, when I was self-employed and I had my own business, it was me and my husband and we had somebody work on a Saturday, you know, like yeah. it was it, very different leading a team of 260 people than it is kind of just, you know, your own boss. Especially um, when you started out, you weren't necessarily expecting it to grow into that. You sort of go into it thinking, yeah, hoping it's successful, but not necessarily knowing what that entails all the way through. And that's it. And, and actually, the business is only 18 months old. Um, and we have, you know, my sister, when she split up with her partner, she, she was using food banks. And, and then, you know, maybe four months ago, we were featured by Forbes. So... It, it just goes to show that anything is possible if you're dedicated and you're committed enough. And mm-hmm. I think one of my biggest tips for people is don't be too proud. So 
a lot of the time we're kind of you know so egotistical that we don't want to make changes in our business and and maybe we're walking blindly through our business and you know we think everything is okay but deep down we know it's not and I've been there so I am speaking from experience and I think sometimes you want to believe that things are working for you but actually mm-hmm. you've not been paid for 12 months because your business is running at a loss so <laughs> it's <laughs> my kind of one of my biggest tips is really to go into business with your eyes wide open and make sure that you keep your eyes wide open all the time because then you have a full control over what is going on well you have majority control over what's going on and you can adjust and you know change your path accordingly when when needed and I think that's really important too because as you said as you were um, talking about your story about where you and Estelle were when you began and up to now, like I think a lot of people listening and myself included can resonate with those sorts of feelings of feeling isolated. And I think one of the reasons why the group would have taken off so quickly is because all of those things that you described, so many women are feeling that, but we're also insulated in our own home offices at home with our kids, trying to make it work, sitting up late at night, trying to work from the kitchen table to get something going around the kids. But because we're not out there talking to people about it all the time, we think we're the only ones that are feeling that way. So when you find other people who are having the same questions and the same struggles, there's a lot of camaraderie in that because it makes you feel less alone. And that's one of the things that I find with the ladies that I come in contact with is that we have a lot of the similar questions and the similar struggles and just knowing sometimes it's sometimes we can give each other advice. Like you said, you know, don't be too proud. Don't be too proud to ask for help. Don't be too proud to ask a question because you're not meant to know everything and everyone's learning no matter what stage of business they're at, whether you've been in business two months, two years, two decades, there's always things that you don't know and you're stepping into a new phase and being around other people who you can bounce ideas off and share those questions. Yeah. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you've only got so much time. I'm a massive believer in outsourcing. So I focus Mm. on what I'm good at. I let everybody (laughs) else do what I'm not good at. And, and don't get me wrong at the start, we did everything accounts, you know, marketing and website, Mm all of emails and all of that stuff everything was done by us and we what we did is we built the business to the point where we could outsource a little bit and people think outsourcing is really expensive but it doesn't have to be so we cut a deal with our VA that she worked on commission so for every whatever we sold we paid her so much and that's the way we had to work for a while and now we have you know two assistants and accountants and this person and this person I mean I don't even know how many people it's crazy (laughs) But, you know, and I think it's so important to kind of realise that you don't have to be good at everything. You can outsource. You can say, do you know what, this isn't my strength and I'm okay with that. I would rather somebody do a really good job of it than me hash it because I'm too egotistical to allow somebody else to To give up that control, yeah, or feel like you're failing because you should be able to do it all when else to do it if I if I don't enjoy it and I'm not good at it then you you know I'm happy for somebody else to take over um and I think it's been 
it's definitely helped us catapult the business because we're not too proud to say, do you know what, this isn't a strength of ours. Um, yeah. And ask for help or go and learn. So there's things that we've had to do. So for example, when I came up with the idea of Mumpreneur on Fire, I literally said, to, I picked up the phone to Estelle and I said, look Estelle, this is my idea. Um, I think we should put together a group of women's stories and within five weeks it had gone from idea to print and to number one. <coughs> I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I left school early. I um, had not ever written a book. We'd never published a book. We'd never designed a book cover. You know, we look at it now and we're like, oh god, the spelling mistakes and the book <laughs> cover isn't central. And but it goes to show that if you have an idea and you put in the work, you can still be successful anyway. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't now that's gone on to lead us to the point where we now, we now have 14 books that we've published and all of them have gone to number one so you know at the end of the day it's evolution and just learning as you go exactly and tweaking everything the next time you do it but having that courage in the first place to just back yourself and jump in like as you said, you, you've got so many books out now and um, I was actually lucky enough to read the preview of the latest one that you guys have released, The Rise of the Mumpreneur. And yeah. honestly, you know, just reading their stories too, like they've taken that same attitude of, like, okay, let's just push through, let's get out, get out there and do it instead of waiting for it to be perfect. Yeah. So. It, it is it's, it's hard you know there are times where I'm like oh I've had enough <laughs> everything's wrong and the children are arguing and at the moment I've got a funny husband and you know I'm in America so mm-hmm. at the moment so, you know juggling still... yeah and actually as your business grows <laughs> your problems grow right <laughs> because you yeah. have... <laughs> they're just different yeah they're just they are it's it's never going to be perfect. And I think if you get into business with the idea that everything is to be sunshine and rainbows, you're completely delusional. Because honestly, there are days where I'm like, I could just go and work in a corner shop and nobody know who I am. Serve <laughs> <laughs> somebody, you know. So, you know, it's not, it's not easy. And I think that's why, um, I think the reason why our following is growing so quickly is because we actually talk the truth. I think there are so many people mm-hmm. that are selling this delusional idea of perfection on social media. It's crazy. And that's, that's why that's, this, is our, this is what we're passionate about is actually being real with women and saying, do you know what? You're not on your own. It's hard work. And it sucks the majority of the time. So true. And, and exactly. That's one of the things that actually drew me to Miva. I actually came across Miva in August of 2019, um, just I came across the Facebook group and that was my literal first exposure to MIBA and I very quickly jumped into the main group, loved it, jumped into and found my local group and within a few weeks a um, opportunity came up in the local group for a new coordinator and I literally had emailed the Australian coordinator putting my hand up for an interview for that role before I even thought about it, literally within two minutes. And after I sent the email, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, I didn't even think about that because I, I I was just like, oh, yeah, that's me. Cool. I can do that. I'd love that. And then after I sent it, I was like, what? What, I, what did I do? Oh, it's all right. I'll, I'll just cancel the interview and da, 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 da. And then I just thought, no, 
just go with it. I, I did it for a reason. I just, it's probably the first time in a very long time that I literally just acted on impulse and a gut feeling of this is what I'm meant to do. But one of the reasons I think that is too, is because being around you guys in the group and seeing the vibe in the group, you and Estelle are very much, you do tell it like it is. You pull no punches. Like there's no sugaring everything up and making it look sweet and easy and all the rest of it. It's, you, you tell the truth, you, it's no nonsense, but there's also that empowering side of it too. Like we did it, you can do it too. This is not, we're not special unicorns that have, you know, we're just the lucky ones. Any single person that wants it can have this and can do this, whatever this is to you, you can do it. And you guys, the way that you have infused that feeling and that vibe into that group and every part of MIBA is something that I really resonated with. And I think that's something that a lot of people do. So I, I just wanted to get, see if you could touch on what advice for people who may be hesitating and like you said, waiting until it's perfect or holding themselves back. Do you have any particular advice on ways to overcome that? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I was, I was in television for seven years and um, my career could have been very different if I'd have put myself out there. So for those seven years, I kind of held back. I didn't go to the auditions that I was, you know, I could have gone for. I'm a singer and my singing teacher was like, you should go for West End. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I kind of I put it off and it was ridiculous. But so I completely get that feeling of, I'm not good enough, what are people going to say, people are going to judge me, da, da 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 and actually, people judge you anyway, Yeah, you're always going to fail at something, you're, mm -hmm. you're going to have difficulties in everything you do, you, even if you are, say in your job, there are going to be times where you have conflict and you, know, you don't agree with management decision or you know, all manner of things, and for me, the way I live my life now is, does it, does it make me happy? Yep. So have a, I think about three things, health, wealth and happiness. Those are the kind of three areas in my life that I consistently refer to. So if it's not making me healthy, wealthy or happy, it doesn't, it's not being done unless it's something, mm -hmm. you know, dire. And yeah, it's just not a priority. It's just not a priority. And I think honestly that's the way I've so I was able to go and go and live in Spain and then I've been able to spend three months in America and you know people are like oh she, you know she's doing this and she's doing this yes I am because I made a decision to I made yeah. a decision that that's what I this is how I wanted to live and I completely and I know for a fact there were hundreds of thousands of millions of women who are living in a box because they feel that it's safe there and they've been placed there by other people and you know they they feel like they can't possibly come out of their box because they're going to be judged or you know mm -hmm. what if it fails and, and it doesn't actually matter and do you know the biggest thing is to do it regardless and see what happens yeah. because unless you're going to lose your life or lose your house or lose your children there is really no, there is nothing else that can possibly go wrong. You know, at the end of the day, we are all, we're ridiculed anyway. You know, you walk into That's a shop, into a meeting, yeah. people are judging you regardless, apart from a member meeting, and there's definitely no judgment allowed. Not at but all, no. <laughs> you look at 
somebody's appearance and what I think is attractive you might not think is attractive and vice versa as people we're judging all the time without actually consciously making a decision to judge right because that's the way we're built and and so in my head I'm thinking people are judging me anyway whether I'm right or I'm wrong (laughs) or whether I'm successful or not people are still judging me and actually what I found is the more successful I become the more people hate me and but the more people love me so you get more love and you get more hate and I'm like well actually do you know what none of it means anything as long as I'm happy and I know that I'm being a good person and that I have the best interest at heart for the people around me then that's all I need to be concerned about that's it and the ones that judge and all the rest of it it just it doesn't matter as much as you think it does it's going to and sometimes it still hurts you know there's been a few instances recently where I've been like you know it's it depends how you're feeling it depends whether you're hormonal it depends Mm. what's going on Sometimes it becomes too much and I'm like well I'm taking a step back because this is just effect and I'm an empath so I really feel people's energy and it it does bother me and so what I have to do is ground myself and find myself again find who I am again in that situation does their opinion really mean what you know what they're saying is that true Um, no exactly majority of the time it's not true and so I it's like okay it's like that internal dialogue of you know pulling yourself back into line so I'm not perfect nobody's perfect and it's still a work in progress you know I have days where I'm you know I feel like the world's against me mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh Leona sort your life out get it together get it together girl and it's okay again all is right with the world so you know for me my biggest advice would be go and do what makes you happy you know yep. go and for sure. be Go and be in the places. Go take the holidays that you want. Go and live where you want to. You know, go and I world school my children. And there was people like, oh, you can't world school. How can you homeschool? You've got a business and blah blah blah. And how are they going to get a good education? And how are they socialized? I'm like, oh please, come on. Oh, gosh. You know? And and then they meet the children. They're like, oh, they're so social. They're so intelligent. I'm like, what are you? What? What? what <laughs> You know, I've learned to just do it my way. And I think I'm really stubborn. I think that's definitely something that's really helped me is I'm really stubborn. Yeah. And if I feel intuitionally that I'm supposed to be doing something, I'm going to go do it now because I'm not, I'm done holding myself back. So that's it. Problem. I had a revelation a bit recently. I even actually posted it on my profile today, actually, about um, my kids in the sense that they've actually helped me because I've had that whole problem of worrying about what people think and letting that hold me back my whole life to a degree, like obviously not completely crippling, but there's been times where I have held myself back because of fear of judgment, fear of failure. And since my kids have come along, yeah, there's been a lot going on, but the last year or two, as my daughter's, she's now six and my son's three and she's now ventured out into the world of school and I'm seeing her become her real own little person. And it dawned on me not that long ago, I want my kids to know without a shadow of a doubt that they can do whatever the heck they want to do in this world, that they are born to be who they are. They can choose to do whatever they want to do without any restrictions or limitations. And I want them to believe that and go after that. And that, which I think, I mean, as mums, that's what all of us want, but I, it kind of hit me that 
I wasn't doing that for myself completely. And I was like, well, I can't just tell my kids that you can be, do anything and be anything you want. I need to actually show them that that's possible as well as tell them. So I need to walk the walk that I want them to walk later in life as well. I need to be that example and I'll yeah. give that gift to myself as well. Because if I want that for my kids, I want it for me too. And I'd been stopping myself from that. And I have been putting myself out there the last 12 months, bit by bit, not in massive, like I haven't done anything crazy, but I've certainly jumped out of my comfort zone more than I normally would and scared the bejeebus out of myself sometimes, but nothing terrible's happened. The world hasn't come crashing down. I've actually made progress and I'm starting to realise some goals that I didn't think I had in me. So I can see what you're saying, like, is that it doesn't matter what the outside noise is as long as you're staying true to your vision. You're going about it in a way that doesn't hurt anybody else, but you're keeping your own happiness and your own direction is, the, is what's important and everything else can just be background noise. Yeah, and I think it is, you know, especially in the social media space, it's very noisy and everybody does have an opinion. Mm -hmm. And you know, people are much braver behind a keyboard than they are face to face, put it that way. For sure. But, but, you know, most of these people are dreadfully unhappy themselves and, you know, they're not dealing with stuff that they should be dealing with. So really, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't matter. You know, I think we owe it to our, to our small people to really lead the way. I, all mm -hmm. I think about is, you know, especially with my 12 year old daughter, she's so ballsy, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, she um yeah sometimes I'm like why did I why did I bring her up to be so ballsy but, you know, <laughs> most of the time it's beneficial um but I want her to know that she doesn't have to be reliant upon her you know for, for anybody else but herself no, exactly and actually both my son and my daughter have both made money on social media in the last month because they've launched their own businesses and they're 12 or 14 mm, I've seen that yeah yeah, and they're just they're just absolutely smashing it. It makes me so proud that I'm teaching them how I was to... just gonna say you are the example for them for that, which is incredible. Yeah. And they they absorb so much that you don't even realise. That's it, they're little sponges. Yeah. I was a um early childhood teacher for years and like that is the thing. They just absorb and they watch. Even when you don't think they are, they are watching and they're just filing it away and it all becomes part of their makeup at all has an impact so yeah and that's something that really hit me is that like I said you know that realization of I need to just pick up and be the example and go after the things I want if I want them to know that they can do the same and talking to a lot of other women that I've come in contact with in the last few months as I've been networking in person and online it seems to be a common thread and what I love about these MIBA networking meetings is that it has given so many women the opportunity, not just to be part of a community online, but globally, but it also gives us that ability to have that community face-to-face -face in our local areas and to sit and talk and support other women who are trying to do the same thing that we are. And that can really move the needle for a lot of people in their businesses. And the vibe around all of the MIBA events and the organizations and the organization in, as a whole is very empowering and I was listening to a Facebook live that you did um, earlier today yesterday your time but about the upcoming um, MIBA awards 
uh, with my unbrushed hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, it just, it struck me how you just kept referring it to the awards as, I mean, the awards are a celebration of um, so many of the member communities achievements over the last 12 months and it's going to be an amazing event but the way that you kept dialing it back and saying don't think of it as awards it's an empowerment event and that really is a, a common thread in everything that you and Estelle do and I think it's something that's so needed and it's it gets such a great response because so many women are looking for that and we're so ready to give that encouragement and that support to other women but we don't always give it to ourselves or feel that we're deserving of it. And being in these member groups and going to these meetings every month, it really does give women this real surge of confidence and that feeling where they do walk out of there thinking, hang on a second, I could, I could actually do this. And I think that's a massive gift that you and Estelle are giving to the world really, because the, the way that MIBA is growing globally, there's obviously a need for it. And you guys have instigated that and you guys show up and really um, sort of enforce that vibe and you live that out. You don't, just, you don't just encourage it, you live it. And I think that's really valuable. That's like a massive gift that you're giving to so many women who may not have otherwise really realised that. You can't... There are so many people saying things online and then not they're not actually an example of their own work. Mm. And I was very, very mindful that when we started MIBA, I wanted to stay true to myself through and through. And much to the dismay of, of you know, our publicist who has to kind of be like, Leona, keep <laughs> saying that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I <laughs> this is me. Yeah, and actually, you know, I have made it very clear to the people that work for us and that are around us that, I won't, you know, be put into a box. I won't just kind of censor what I'm saying and how I feel for, um, for you know, the likes and for, you know, for yeah. to be accepted by the masses. I actually do believe that people need to stand up and say, you know, this is not right and we need to take a stance for this and this should be changed and, you know, really kind of take... The, the ball by its duties and mm -hmm. kind of make change and the loudest people are the people that are making change we don't make change by just agreeing with everything and kind of you know yeah. meandering all over the shop we need somebody who's got some balls who's ready to kind of say enough is enough we need and then to people seeing you do that then gives them the courage to for them to then stand up for their beliefs and then it just it just it's a ripple effect it yeah, it really is. We are seeing like we're seeing huge change on on social media now. Women are much more supportive of one another. You know, we mm -hmm. I don't allow any 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 room for bitchiness within the group or kind of cattiness because it's not acceptable. At the end of the day, we understand that people have differing opinions and there's different religions and all of that kind of stuff. And you know, everybody is entitled to their own stuff That's but you, you can be respectful of one another and I think that is what is kind of the core belief of our business is you know and this is why our networking events are so inclusive so we have eight-figure business owners and we have mm -hmm. stay-at-home mums and we have everybody in between in one place and we don't have any ridiculous rules about no two photographers or blah 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 That's because it. at the end of the 
say, how ridiculous that we can't all be in one place and network together and learn from each other because we all have different ideal clients and we all have different skill sets and we all have different, you know, we all have different things that we struggle with that we can actually, we can gain knowledge and advice from other people. Yeah. and and so that's really important there's room for everyone at the table it doesn't matter where you come from what you do there's room for everyone and it what someone else does doesn't diminish what you do in one iota so i think it actually makes us stronger to be able to you know support each other in that way and not let that anything i mean like like you said you know there's no cattiness in our groups because it's just a vibe. The vibes there, it's just, it's not necessary. And social media does get a bad rap like nowadays, but I'm a big believer in the fact that the good of social media and the benefits of social media outweigh the negatives and it's all in how you use it and what you allow into your sphere. And Mibber is one of those really positive. Yeah. The minute's boundaries, you know, this is my boundary. Don't cross my boundary or, there's going to be consequences and actually it's something that people are like oh you know and it's kicked off and it's not i'm <laughs> kicking off i'm just telling you do not cross my boundaries because yeah. at the end of the day you know i have with having a big following there are people that want to overstep the mark and sometimes people need to know that it's not okay to step the mark no. this is my mark do not cross it because you i'm you're going to perhaps feel my wrath and, and the boundaries are generally just common decency and respect. It's not difficult. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, you know, and I think it's important that we as women, often our boundaries are movable. And yeah. mine have been for years and I've been trampled all over. And it got to the point where I was like, this is not acceptable. We, this is not acceptable behavior. And actually, if you don't speak up, people are going to continuously make you feel and treat you mm-hmm. badly. So you have to say, whether that's on social media or in person, no, that's not acceptable behavior. I won't tolerate that behavior. And actually, most of the time, people back down and apologize. So, for example, the other day, a lady had said something about, you know, something that happened in the group, outside of the group, and I, I spoke to her about it, I confronted her about it, and she apologized. Mm-hmm. And kind of we got back to square one again but what I'm saying is having those boundaries is so important on social media so if you are growing your business on social media which is awesome by the way yes free you don't have to pay for it you've got to set your boundaries on the off so that people know where they stand with you that's it well thank you so so much for taking the time to share that because like I said you guys have done something phenomenal and it's only going to continue to grow but I think there's a lot of inspiration to be had in the fact that you guys did it as you said all organically just by showing up and connecting and being genuine and just sharing yourselves and it's grown into what it is now so I think there's something that we can all take away from that that that's there and that's available for any one of us to do for ourselves. So thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Thank you for having me on. I've loved chatting. Awesome. Have a great night. Thank you.